This is a glorious day, the day God has made that you and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Stand up wherever you are if you can and just start praising God. If you can speak in the language of the Spirit in prayer, just speak it. Hallelujah. If you can't just celebrate God, just thank Him, bless Him for bringing us this far by grace. For taking us on this journey of his grace. Hallelujah. We are blessed. We are highly favored. We are preserved. We are protected. Our families are blessed. Our families are highly favored. Sicknesses are defeated. The root of sicknesses are cursed to die. For the one who hanged on the tree, he took every curse on himself. So anything that is manifesting itself as a form of curse, as a form of problem that is repeating itself as a result of whatever thing that have ever happened in the family by the sin of any man in Christ Jesus it has been defeated and the price has been paid for our liberty for our freedom so you are free in Jesus name so I am free and manifest this freedom we manifest this freedom in Christ Jesus for we declare that we are citizens of heaven and belong to the most high we are those who walk in faith and bear the fruit of the spirit and praise God we manifest we manifest the best of our God every day and every night to the praise and to the honor of his glorious name. Hallelujah. Amen. So, to have the full benefit of the walk of faith with the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, supplement your faith with these things and the point number five is with godliness and godliness is well worship worship that is directed mm. well directed correctly that is reverential fear honoring god fearing him hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. And with my words, it also means that God Almighty can live his life through you. It will be seen in your actions and in my actions, wherever we go, in whatever we do, that God will be visible. Praise the name of the living God. Hallelujah. Now let's read some scriptures today. In the book of 2 Timothy, Chapter number one, let me read the one to five quickly. He said, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of selves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to the appearance, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving goodness, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. So Paul is giving counsel to one who is the leader of the church, the leader of the Christians. Hallelujah. And he's and 
encouraging this young leader that I want you to know that difficult times will come. And when difficult time comes, in these difficult times, I want you to know the kind of people that will show up. Hallelujah. Selfish people. People who are greedy for money. People who are lovers of themselves. They will show up. In times of difficulties, all kind of characters ah, come into manifestation. Things that are hidden within a man. When there is pressure, when there are challenges, those things start coming up. Hallelujah. And sometimes people are surprised of how they behave when they come under pressure. How they can quickly compromise and not be able to stand up for the, for the truth. How they quickly carve under the pressure and they step into the arena of complaining and worrying and, and the arena of becoming greedy, the arena of taking what belongs to others, the arena of desiring what belongs to somebody else. When difficult times comes in ministry, in marriage, in child upbringing, hallelujah, when challenges come at the workplace, it squeezes out some kind of character that is in them. And Paul is advising this young ruler that in the last days we are going to see these things even more. We are going to see people who are ungrateful. These are things that are going to manifest in the character of men. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And don't worry. He's talking to a leader who is serving believers. So these things will show up not just in the world but also among believers. He has responsibility over people and he wants him to begin to understand that in difficult times, in the last days, this is the things that are going to show up. And the conclusion of the matter is he said that avoid such people. Don't make them your friends. Don't associate closely with them. You know why? Because they can easily corrupt you. You can learn. They can influence. Hallelujah. They can become a form of challenge and problem for you. But one thing that he said about this group of people is in the verse number five. They having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. So there will be a category of people who will appear godly. <laughs> Outwardly, it will look like the way they behave, the way they talk, the way they handle issues. They may look like they know God. It may look like they are godly people. It may, it may look like they are people who worship God, who have the fear of God in them. But he said, don't be deceived. There will be such people. Outwardly, they will look religious. They will talk well. Hallelujah. They will see a lot of good things. But I want you to know, they lack the power of godliness. They lack it. They don't have it. They don't have it. Hallelujah. And it is important for emphasis today that you understand that there is power that enables godliness. There is power. We read it yesterday from 2 Peter chapter number 1, verse number 3. Let me just read it quickly, how the Bible put it. Say, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So, God's divine power releases to us everything that is needed. So, it takes power for you to receive, to be equipped 
to be godly. Hallelujah. Otherwise, it is a show. And yesterday we learned the key to access what the power of God has provided, which pertains to godliness, is the knowledge of him, to know him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the key. Invest time and know him. Focus on the Lord Jesus. Read about him. Meditate about him. Pray about what you read about him. Hallelujah. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Colossians 3 verse 16. Very important. If you are going to walk in the power of godliness. If you are going to see God's power expressed on a daily basis. Add to your faith godliness. Commit to godliness. As a man of faith, as a woman of faith, it's not just about shouting and praying and fasting. Hallelujah. Commit to godliness. It's not dependent on what you'll be able to do, but it's dependent on you knowing him. Because by knowing him, you connect to the true source. Of the transforming power, the healing power, the miracle power, the breakthrough power, the life-changing power, the salvation-bringing power. Hallelujah. It is in him. He's the one who brings true transformation from inside out. Otherwise, it is an outward show. You can worship well, but ask yourself. Are you connected to the source of the pipe? Do you know him? Are you investing time to know him and know him and know him for yourself? Not just know about him because that is the key. Hallelujah. That we need to connect to so that the excellence and the glory that he has called us to will manifest. Praise God. So today I want to emphasize the fact that there is power in godliness. And you need to be desirous of this power. Hallelujah. And commit to this power. Hallelujah. Look at Paul in his first letter to Timothy. How he talked about these things. I want to go to 1 Timothy chapter number 6. Verse number 1 through to 7. Let me read it quickly. He said, let all who are under a yoke. As bond servant, regard your own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be revealed. Those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful on the ground that they are brothers. Rather, they must serve all the better, since those who benefit by their good service are believers and beloved. So he's counseling those who are um, having masters, who are having bosses, those who are employed by others. And he said that, serve them. Serve them well, especially if they are Christians. Serve them well. Is that the same attitude we have towards our work today? Today, Christians are sitting in church and we are afraid to trust another Christian with a business idea, with a company to employ another person from the same church, from fellowship, from the same household of faith. Why? Because there is deception. When there is pressure, when there is challenges, when there are difficult times, then the love for self begins to take a first role over the love for Christ and the love for God and the love for the truth and the love for purity and the love for the things that are of God. 
sometimes we still even in the name of helping the work of God. It's very unfortunate when Paul's advice was different. He said, believers must serve believers and serve them well. Serve them even better than you will serve unbelievers. Hallelujah. In the workplaces. And now he wears it, teach and edge distance. If anyone teaches a little doc, a different doctrine or does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness. See, there is a teaching that accords to godliness. There is a teaching that is in line with the teaching of Christ and with the teaching that causes godliness to manifest. Serve believers well. Serve one another better. Hallelujah. How are you serving your wife as a believer? How are you serving your husband as a believer? How are you serving the people around you as a believer? Are you serving them? Serve well. Serve well. This goes in line with the teaching of godliness. So the outward manifestation of the reverence to God must also show up in the way we serve other human beings, especially believers. Hallelujah. So you can't say, I love God. You can't say that I have the fear of God and your attitude towards other believers is not in line with what Christ taught and with what godliness is about. That is a challenge. It's not supposed to bring us under condemnation, but it's supposed to let us commit to the key that unlock the power of godliness, which is knowing him. Know him in first time to know him. Hallelujah. Know his heart. So his teaching will begin to reflect in your life and the way you behave towards other believers. Towards those who are uh, um, um, your bosses in the workplaces. Hallelujah. Praise God. Think about this. Think about this. I'm reading on. In the verse number four, he says, he is puffed up. If you teach something else other than this, he says that you are proud. You are puffed up. You think you know something, but he said, <laughs> you are puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words. Such produce envy. Hallelujah. Deception, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth. Imagining that godliness is a means of gain. So unless you have the right teaching, you have, you have the wrong imagination about godliness. Unless you have the right teaching, the teaching which is in line with Christ and godliness. Hallelujah. He said, you will have a false picture, a false imagination about imagination about um godliness that is why it's important make the decision to connect to the power of godliness hallelujah look at what he said in the verse number six he said but godliness with contentment is great gain instead of becoming selfish and self-focused instead of becoming self-serving in everything that you do at home outside in relation to people when godliness 
have it perfect work in us and we begin to live a life of being content with what God has given us instead of being desirous and envious and trying to go after what someone else. You know what? Your life will be a great gain. Hallelujah. Your life will be filled with the abundance of the Lord, with the peace of God. It will be a great gain to you. You will not lose. Serving men through the fear of God, having the right picture that godliness is about God and others. Hallelujah. That you, you, your fear of God, your reverence of God, reflecting how you treat others, how you behave when people are there or no one is there because it's coming from inside out. And when that is not the case, when you are trying to use outward actions to cover what is truly going on in the inside, then you are denying the power of godliness. Because godliness, even though it is, it, it refers to the outward expressions of the fear of God, you must inwardly receive the power of God so that the outward expressions will just be a confirmation of what God is doing in your life. May your life reflect God this season. May people look at you and point their hands and say, you are being with the Lord. You are being with the Lord. Ah, Bagoshika, people are going to hear your story. The story of your family, the story of your home, the story of all that concerns you and they are going to testify that you are being with the Lord because they see God in and it's coming from inside out. It's not something you are trying to do outwardly to influence something inside. But it's something that is flowing from your knowledge of him. May Christ be revealed. Be motivated. Make that decision that I will seek the Lord. I will spend time with him. I will get to know him and let his heart be revealed in me. And let that influence my actions towards all men, that Christ will be seen even in difficult times. When the pressure squeezes me, Christ will be seen to his glory. Hallelujah. Be blessed and be highly favored. Be empowered and be challenged to step into the extraordinary things that God has set in motion for your life, for his glory. Amen.